The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris? Garden shears. What's your problem with them? I, I mean, garden shears are just disgustingly dangerous in general. Like, if you're going to try and use them in a functional work day, they're sharp as hell. They're like giant scissors that, like, if they snip in the wrong direction, something's getting cut off. Is there a reason you would be snipping in the wrong direction? Do you not know? Has never has has no one ever sat you down and been like, these are garden shears. These are how you use them. Did you really think they were like scissors, like you would maybe hold them with one hand and get all flop around with them? <laughs> no, but I also, I mean, I didn't study and major in her- herbology. I really didn't like, think you needed to study anything, bro. I think I was like 13 when my dad said, go out, mow the lawn, clip those edges. So he showed me the lawnmower. He gave me the garden shears. I didn't no, go out there like swinging them around and trying to ch- chop off my wang, bro. <laughs> so what's 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 the issue with them? What scares you? Did somebody chase you as a child? Did somebody no. did somebody do like the, that that snip snip thing at you? Like, hey, if you act out, I don't know. Maybe it happened when I was really. I don't know if an older person probably did that. I don't know. I don't really remember anything. It's just in horror movies is where I've seen them used as like daggers or like snipping, and not even like the one, but like in movies in general. I don't like when shears come out because you're like. The shear is like super sharp enough to like clip like bushes and like gardening and branches. And it's like this like weirdly angled like knife. Like it just it just looks like it's going to hurt. Like if someone was coming after me with the garden shears or the the Michael Myers knife, bring the knife. I will take it. Okay. Clean in and out. I feel like the shears are going to like they're going to hurt, but it's like impaling. And it's going to be like just okay. blunt force and then opening I gotcha. up and then. I got yeah, you, man. buddy. I got yeah, you. I don't like, I don't like Fo- gardening shears. Like it's. Fo- Follow up question. Yeah. Cause you said it with such, such intense, like you knew what you were talking about in this situation. How many bushes have you sheared with garden shears? Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back. This is Chris and Anthony. Just can't stop another week. Yeah, you thought we were stopping. We weren't. That's why the title is Chris and Anthony. Just can't stop. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris Chavez. I'm sitting here with Anthony Mullen. What's up, guys? And Chris, as you were just saying, uh, this is Chris and Anthony. Just can't stop. But I think you gave it a better name for this month. Yes. So for this month, the month of October, Chris and Anthony just can't stop. It's going to be Chris and Anthony. Can't stop getting creepy. Or what was it? I can't remember what I said. What was it? I thought it was Chris and Anthony get creepy. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Chris and Anthony get creepy. That's what we're doing this month, folks. To kick it off, we have a guest. And this guest is a part of the network. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I've listened to her show. I enjoy 
the episodes. I enjoy the way she she kind of just kind of goes off and she's herself, man. She doesn't mess around. And I've had many, many, many laughs on the way to and from work listening to the show. So if you haven't heard it yet, man, go check it out. BICBP-radio.com. Fat Girl Jokes. We have the host of the show on the show today. Amber Cohen, what's up? Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Um, I do think, though, you guys should stick with a new name change. Most likely, like, Chris and Anthony should probably stop. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. We've done it way too many times. It's like, dude, you've kept going. It's about time to stop. Yeah. Mm, but you can't stop. No. Can't stop. Never Won't stop. stop. Never gonna stop. Uh, but yeah, so welcome to the show. This is the first time you're on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on our show for a reason. Uh, a few reasons, actually, right? So yeah. First of all, How you're many part reasons? of our network. First of all, you're a part of our network, <laughs> right? So we like to promote people from our network, sometimes have them on as guests to, to talk about their show. So tell people listening at home. Uh, so basically, I'm talking about Anthony's grandmother. Tell her about your podcast. What's it about? Um, It's not Anthony's grandma. It's my grandma. My grandma oh. <laughs> listens to all of my stuff. So we have two um, listeners. That's great. Two listeners to my podcast. Um, Hi, grandmas. And uh, it's basically just me talking about whatever pisses me off that day and uh and your love of coffee and my love of coffee i usually have a coffee time it's been a while it's been a while we say it's been a stained in the network it's been a stain a stained a stained yeah stained stained sings that song oh Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm new to this. Started, it was started by Johnny Townsend of the History Creeps fame. What? What? Cheap plug. I've been to uh, I've been to his island in Animal Crossing. It's a pretty nice Ooh, island. You, you did go, go to his island. Yeah, we hung out on his island together Uh-oh. once. Uh-oh. Check it. Check it. Uh, but Fat Girls uh, Jokes Podcast. So basically, it's you talking about how you feel, your thoughts on life uh, from a 20-something Right, like uh, millennial. I, yeah. The description well, is, is you know, I talk about anything and everything. It's like listen to a fat millennial girl talk about anything and everything, and I mean that that's pretty much exactly what it is. I, you know, I don't skirt around the fact that I'm overweight. My doctor said I'm obese, so I'm just gonna take it and run. Not actually run. <laughs> <laughs> skate, maybe skate. Are you still uh, skating? Are you doing the skate thing? Oh, we haven't skated in a skated in a while. I got oh, I got listen, mental what's... illness. Oh, I got you. I so got you. It, I got too much into my head, and I said, mm, "We're gonna Look, stop." No that. stigma here. Our show is super. Like, listen, uh, mental illness is not a stigma on our show. Everybody has it. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs something. Uh, but let me tell you something. What's with this? Like, I saw this that like the whole roller skate kind of culture is back. Every time I open social media, there's all these different girls that are doing these dance moves and moving around and moonwalking on roller skates. Like when did four wheel roller skates come back? Because I remember when they died and it was nothing but roller blades. So I think the need for COVID, like the need for something to do Uh, during COVID and quarantine, that's what started it. Um, I I mean, people in the black community have been doing it nonstop they never yeah, stopped forever. it never became that's, that's uncool culture. That's, that's culture. their culture yes um and i actually love watching them on instagram and oh. youtube and seeing their jam skating it is 
something that I would love to follow, learn how to do. Yeah, I follow it's a couple impressive. on IG, bro. They're so amazing. It's They're so amazing. awesome to watch them. There's this one girl that she's out in California. It's like the, you know what I mean? Where they have, what's that, what's that little area where they have the, like the, the people doing lifting oh, weights on the beach and all that stuff. Long you know what beach. I mean? Like, Is it yes. Long Beach or Venice? I don't know, yeah. but it's like a, this whole strip of like where everybody walks. That's up where down, like everyone goes. Exactly. This girl mm-hmm. I follow, she just, uh, oh, she's amazing. I wish I could yeah. remember it off the top of my head. I don't, but. I follow, um, I, I started following a lot of um, like popular skaters and then when I realized that a lot of the popular skaters from TikTok and YouTube were honestly kind of hiding the fact that uh, black and people of color kept roller skating going, that's when I kind of took a double check and was like, um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, see what else I can find. Now, everyone I follow is a person of color for the most part. Um, and I learn a lot more from them <laughs> than the two white girls that I followed previously. Oh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty. Do it, do it again. Do it. Get back into it. There's no reason you're not. I, it was I've like it was awesome. It. it was cool seeing your little things skating. and seeing how you were progressing. It was it was actually a cool thing. So I think it's something important. I think I think there's other people out there that might be like seven steps behind you that need to see stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that's the kind of thing that I need to keep in my head rather than the the people that are seven steps in front of me. Oh, you know those are the people that I think about all the time and i'm just like yeah i'm gonna get on the skates and and do the jam skating and then i can't even walk and i'm like oh this is harder than i thought the thing is um i I mean i don't know if it was like that down in florida for you growing up but we had a skate park or a skate rink over uh where i grew up in lockport what so every skate rink i've never heard of it florida has never had skate rinks well i didn't know how popular they were like I don't know if you went. I don't know if you went out skating, but because there was one over near me growing Actually, up. no, I've never skated because I tried to do roller skating when I was a kid and I busted my ass too many times. I was like, I can't do this. And I never tried again. So I can't. I'm not going to joke. I can't. Yeah. So we're going to strap you up, aren't we? Let's do it. You two, sh- you two could both learn together for real. Look because, like baby deer. Because the thing is, like, uh, like me and my. What are you like, gonna do? What are you gonna do? Skate circles around us, like, like. That's what he does. John that's Travolta. What I do. That's what he Saturday does. Night when Fever. he, when we go, he is exactly that. I dance. I cruise. I love cruising. I try and go around and just keep away from her because I don't want. Because like, I let her. I don't do want to be associated with her. That's horrible, dude. How no, could you say that? Because <laughs> you literally just said that. He I'm literally. He once. From her. He watched me fall and didn't help me at all. And he just started skating in circles. I was like, Anthony, I'm like falling there, and he's like, Oh yeah, there's some glass over there. <gasps> Anthony, I don't think it went exactly like Antonio. That. You need to answer for that. <laughs> No, listen, it didn't go exactly. <laughs> listen, you both talky talk each other up when we're we're back at each other's butt. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is, is that like she does fall and I'm like, oh, do you want help? And she goes, no, I got to learn how to do this. And I'm like, yeah, fucking right. You do because you don't need me to help you get up. You could do it yourself. Nice. Good. Just takes you don't need really no damn time. man. Fuck yeah, that man, I don't, dude. Oh, that's that's my that was my uh my whole demeanor earlier today when that guy told me I was gonna cry on the phone. As soon as he said that, I was like, "Sir, I am not going to cry." <laughs> and like, I got all straight faced. It's like I am not going to cry. Oh, oh man. Um, but no, dude, Amber, thanks for joining us today. This is gonna Thank be you. a good time. So the reason you're joining us is because. We decided with Chris and Anthony Get Creepy that for all of our episodes for the month of October, it's going to be discussing horror movies, 
creepy shit. Halloween. Uh, I love Halloween. Halloween for me is like everybody else's Christmas. I love Halloween. Halloween's fun, man. I mean, part of me, like I love the camaraderie of St. Patty's Day going out drinking. But honestly, apart from that, I love Halloween over like, Christmas is cool and it's nice to keep alone. But like families get me out of the out of control. But the entire month of Halloween is just for this 31 days. You have it. Yeah, I love it's this buildup. It's this kind of like here mm-hmm. it comes. Amber. I I mean, I liked pumpkin spice before it was like a, a basic <laughs> bitch thing. Uh, are we allowed to swear on this one? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. okay. Fuck yeah! Fuck, bitch, <laughs> hell shit, yeah! Punk, whatever you want to say. <laughs> oh jeez. I I have been a basic bitch, but since before that was a thing. Um, this is my favorite favorite weather from like the autumnal equinox to the thirty first of October. That's my favorite weather, uh, and everything associated to October. That it's just everything is my favorite. I could live in October for the rest of my life and I would be happy. Nice. That's amazing. Okay. But seriously, like, so tonight's episode is totally different. Like tonight's episode is the reason we have Amber on. Yes, we wanted to feature her and have her talk about her show. So literally, listen, anybody out there listening, uh, whoever grandmas it is, (laughs) uh, go check out Fat uh, Fat Girl Jokes podcast. It's amazing. I'm telling you right now, it's amazing. I listen to it. It's amazing. So thank you. um, yeah, no, serious. That's not a joke. Um, I I just hate when you have Anthony on. He's just he ruins it, dude. He brings it down. Just yeah, like this show. I, that's like this I gotta show say, that's not call. my favorite episode. I like I like the endings when it's just like, what are you doing in here? Oh, I came to get something. Okay, we'll leave. <laughs> the bloopers this, at the end. I've had feedback that this show would be amazing if it was called Chris Just Can't Stop, but. Wow. I wow. I've never heard that feedback. I can't. I it's can't me. Doubt. It I came can't. from me and Aaron. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't look at the Apple podcast reviews. There's only two. It's it's our wife and girlfriend. Um, no, but seriously, you came on the show today because it's mm-hmm. Chris and Anthony get creepy. We wanted to do where we watch uh, creepy movies, talk about them uh, or talk about hollow, whatever it is. Right. Uh, for this episode, we watched an old school 80s slasher film. So yes, we did. the reason Amber was invited is because, Amber, you are a fan of horror. You love watching horror films. It is true. I, um, I love horror. Just, you know, slashers aren't my favorite. Nope. Uh, Anthony Majority. brags that you literally went through almost every horror film in Netflix that you ran out of things to watch. Within her, within her taste. Yeah. Yeah, that's I get to a point where I'm like, oh, I've seen this already or I'll start halfway and then it's like, okay, is this softcore porn or a horror movie? Sometimes it doesn't matter. Just, go you know, it. exactly. I just I don't. <laughs> I'm just like, this is enough boob for me today. <laughs> <laughs> so any 80s slasher horror film, basically. There's just too much boob. And Dude, I mean, we've talked era, about this man. before. Yeah. There, I, yeah. There's no penis in anything. Anything. Well, you, you, there's no penis. Again. Uh, we can talk about that's a different uh, that's a different month you know completely different month but testicular cancer month that's november right <laughs> oh no we're do, no we're oh. doing nothing but mustache stuff in november right isn't oh. it isn't that the thing oh, like that's november yeah no yeah. shave november no shave november go. or Some no nonsense. nut november if you're um 
Gen what? Who would Z. even? Who would? What? Who would torture themselves that way? Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Fucking anyway, idiots. okay. So the idea so was is month. we decided we were. <laughs> Anthony's like, let's move on, dude. You're gonna have uh, so much editing. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this month we decided we we're gonna watch. Uh, a horror movie to start to kick off Chris and Anthony get creepy. Uh, and we said, why not bring Amber along because she loves horror movies. And then you were like, yeah, she's not into slashers. I was like, what do you mean? She's not into slashers. What did you say? Well, I mean, she, Amber, uh, she doesn't like the nineties or not the nineties, the eighties B filming the, the blood and the fake guts and all that kind of shooting out. Amber's more of the paranormal, uh, exorcist, um, supernatural stuff great you know so she's never watched any of the slashers um i think we watched only we watched friday the 13th Mm -hmm. and halloween and it's like oh cool they're good movies but it was never like let's watch another one okay so so yeah i'm sorry didn't mean to cut you off uh amber so before you watched uh friday the 13th and halloween what was it that turned you away from slashers like what was it that made you be like I don't want to give it the time of day. I think that it was a lot of the predictability of the movies and then the the slowness of the movies. There's no like questioning. It's like, okay, it's this guy. He's walking slowly towards you. Like there's no mystery. It's just this guy's going to come kill you. Right. You don't feel that- like that's horrific though. There's no feeling of terror in that, knowing that like you're so vulnerable, you can't stop this force. No matter what, you're going to die. It's this kind of acceptance that you're meeting your demise with this thing coming at you nonstop. I feel like in in that sense, I mean, like it follows was very scary for me in that sense, but it's because you didn't know what was gonna happen. Like when they caught you Uh, in slasher movies from the eighties, it's just stab, 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 stabby, stab. And it's like stab, 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 stab. And then they all act. I think, you know what? It's probably the bad acting of the (gasps) eighties. Don't do that. I think it's the acting, bro, because you are getting now. You're you're literally making a comment in terms of where it's like it's a generational thing now. You want to know why? Because listen, I'm not trying to brawl here. If if I watch a movie from like the listen, if we watch movies from the like 40s and 50s, right? Like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing real good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Like nobody talks that way. Right. And we look at it going like this is ridiculous. But if you sit back and just watch the story and understand what's coming get past it just kind of accept that piece there's an appreciation so you get to a point where now you are literally shitting on my generation what's happening <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just big kidding. steamy but no i no but i de- i definitely get what you're saying because it is a thing even now so i watch old school 80s horror and 70s i love it that's for me i love all horror i really do i love psychological paranormal found footage slasher i just love it i don't know what it is about the genre but it's just kind of this like thing that's embedded in me but I can watch these old movies, and as I do later on now, because I'm revisiting some, I'm like, oh, this doesn't hold up. But in the moment, but in the moment, it was a magical thing. So I, it, so I think what it is, it's one of those things that's kind of like it's a nostalgic that nostalgic you love. Because be think there. about not yeah. even that. Think about what you guys loved when you were like eight and nine. 
and you watch it now, you're like, ooh, that's corny as hell. What was I thinking? But there's still a love because it's like that is what like informed what I am now. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I I remember watching my, the Halloween on Halloween, usually there was a marathon. I remember watching that as a kid. And I liked the Michael Myers movies. I always liked the, he always was coming back and walking. There was that slow walk. And it was kind of like, that was Michael. So I, I can't those. wait. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I can't wait till we watch that movie. I'm telling you about like that behind the, behind mm-hmm. the mask where he talks about what it's like to be a serial killer. Yeah. You're going to love when, when you put it together with all you've seen now, it's such a great movie. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, super but slow then- walk. But but then I do get the, it could happen at any time where like that nightmare on Elm Street, it bridged that, uh, well, obviously he's going to show up and start stabbing. At nightmare on Elm Street, you knew Freddy was going to get you. You knew it. There was no going around it. You were going to fall asleep. Right. But the beauty but they used behind to that do was it. how they did it. All the exactly. different ways he came at you. Sometimes you didn't realize the person was sleeping, right? Like all of a sudden things are happening and then you're like, oh, fuck, they're asleep because shit starts going mm-hmm. down. I did enjoy that. That part of Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th, no, no, right? No. no. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Johnny Depp. One of Johnny Depp's yes. first films. Johnny Depp in a crop top was very first. nice. Very there you nice. go. Um, but that is something that I did enjoy about that movie specifically was that it had like Johnny Depp, you know, he's going to, yeah, well, <laughs> and you knew he was going to get you, but you weren't sure if they were awake or asleep. It had a little bit of a paranormal aspect to it. Oh, it definitely Whereas, is paranormal. I would, I would I, list that as a paranormal type horror because to, to have a killer that can only kill you in your sleep, that's pretty paranormal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I think I liked that one a little bit more. But I don't know. Halloween just wasn't. I I I think I had too high of hopes for Halloween. I thought it was going to be something different. Because I loved so seeing iconic. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis was good, but yeah, I think I, I think you have that because it's so built up. It's such an iconic film. But the iconic reason behind it is everything that is the making of it. The the idea that it. It was considered an independent film. This wasn't a big, uh, a big, uh, you know, studio that produced it. Uh, it. Everything about it was so low budget. The director created that infamous, like everybody knows that iconic piano. Din, 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 din. That was just the director saying, I can't pay for somebody to do this, so let me make something up right now. So the beauty is 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 the way that's all put together. Like the shots are amazing. There's there's these moments of like kind of tense anticipation as to what's gonna happen next. Um yeah, it's kind of a slow burn, but then there's this thing of like then there's Michael, right? This iconic character who like now you know where he came from and how it happened. Like so so I get where you're coming from. There's this it's built up because you've always heard about this. This is the iconic Halloween movie. And and now to watch it nowadays is like sweet. You have to kind of watch it. It's like saying, "Give me drunk, give me give me some apple juice that's been sitting out for 4 days." It's not I mean it's like, "Okay, this tastes good, but I mean it's not going to get me drunk." Right? Yeah, no, it's a great an- analogy. I you know what? I've never seen the remake. I wonder would that be more of a slasher? If you're going to see the remake, what you have to do though, cuz it's a Rob Zombie film, you have I to see those. his other stuff to appreciate 
what he's doing here because it's it's his love letter to one of the most iconic horror films of all time. He wants to put a spin and his kind of grit and 70s feel to it. So, uh, dude, we're going to do a whole episode on Rob Zombie. Like, legit, seriously. Because, uh, like, his films... I was just I put something on Twitter the other day about his one of his films his latest films Lords of Salem. Um, have mm-hmm. you seen that? I need to. I have not. Okay. I, never, I need to. The cover okay. always turned me off. Like his style is one of those like I don't think I'd like them, but I'm open to watching them. I'm open okay. if someone wants to. So the thing I want is, to. Is so many people pan that film, and I get why because I watched it and I totally get it. But I have an argument why it's a good film and that the reason people hate it is because they're expecting his previous films. And you're talking about somebody that has graduated and gone to something, a different genre of horror. Like he's trying his hand at something like exorcist instead of Friday the 13th. Do you see what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. he's doing something where he's going more psychological horror, more like the shining. Some of these like super long shots, these things that are supposed to cause dread. Like, dude, it's, when I finished watching it, I was like, dude, like I don't get why people hated this because I I knew what he was doing and so I fell right into it and enjoyed the hell out of it. It was so good. So yeah, we're gonna do a zombie episode in the future. But this episode, dude, this episode we did do slasher. We did do eighty slasher. Like everything that Amber hates, I was like, I'm gonna make you love this. I am going to force feed you. I am going to you're gonna be the infant in the high chair going, no. And I'm going to be like, here comes the plane. And you're going to say no. And you're going to purse your lips and say no. And I'm going to say, eat that shit. He didn't even go straight to like plug in the nose and waiting for it. He's like, no, I'm going to force that shit. Yeah, this isn't sweet. This is Halloween. We're going dark. Like immediately you just shove that in her face and break teeth and mash it down the throat. So So is this a bad time for a dead baby joke? Ooh. Too soon. Too soon soon for who? (laughs) I'm sure there's somebody listening that's like, okay, I can't listen now. Someone's driving is like, no. (laughs) Okay, seriously. All right. So um, the movie we watched was, so I'll tell you what. Let me preface this. This is a movie I saw when I was a kid. Like I was, I grew up in a time where I would watch TV. uh, I was young. I used to watch these old, like, um, Saturday afternoon monster uh like uh this is the monster creature feature show right with like the the kind of creature feature host and all that mm-hmm. and one of the movies that they put on was this one this one I saw uh the burning I think it's 1981 let me see the info on this 1981 um, yep um I remember seeing it back then and forgot about it until recently we have a show on the network called Damn That's Scary. Uh, and the two guys on the show, Micah and Will, decided to cover the show. I feel like it's the first or second episode. I think it's the very first one. Um, I don't think it's the first one. I don't remember them talking about it. Oh, no. The first one is about introducing the show. It's yeah. the second episode. So I was like, The Burning, this sounds familiar. Let me watch it before I listen. And when I watched it, I was like, holy shit. I'm a little kid again. I'm literally sitting in front of this little TV, right? And I'm talking about no remote TV. We're talking about you had to go and turn it from Crank on to off and then move your, your, your fucking channel dials, right? Sit cross-legged right in front of it on a hardwood floor like, ah. 
Yes, except it was carpet, not hardwood. Well, weren't you rich? It was Florida, dude. I mean, it was that's what the house was. Uh, but I'm a little kid, Saturday afternoon, and it's TV, so it's edited, obviously, right? But yeah. I remember watching this film and just being like, it blew me away how creepy it was, like the camp, the whole thing. And it was like, I loved it. Watching it as an adult, I was like, holy shit, I'm right back here. And then I listened to the show. And in listening to the show, I found out a lot of things about this film. And one of the things was, is that it's filmed around here, mm-hmm. Western New York, North which is, Tonawanda. Which is great. It's amazing, dude. Like, I think it's awesome. I love local anything. Especially after I watched it. And then the other piece of it was, so here's a little background. This film, The Burning, uh, was, okay, <laughs> it was... The idea, the concept came about and was produced by one of Amber's favorite people, Harvey Weinstein. Um, mm. Yeah. So so here's the thing that sucks. Yeah. Here's the thing that sucks, right? Like it, it is a Harvey Weinstein thing. But in the time it was done and written and produced, it was being filmed, was exactly when Friday the 13th was being done. So... We've got corresponding movies that are filming at the same time, sharing some of the same production people, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it's camps. It's young people at camps. It's young people at camps being chased down by slashers who are looking for revenge. Uh, That's some of the things I found out. Found out it was a film around here. I was like, this is pretty sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you grew up around here. I mean, I've just been living here the past ten years. Eleven, oh yeah. Almost. It's see, like I knew, like they filmed, like they've filmed films in Buffalo and like Western New York before. Was it Bradley Cooper had a film here? I remember back in high school, something was being done around here. I believe wasn't Spider Man done? No. Oh, that um, was Rochester. The Turtles were being oh, done in Buffalo. Teenage Mutant Ninja cool. Turtles. But I've never heard about like a horror movie being filmed around here, and I'm really surprised that like my parents or no one ever brought it up to me. And it's an indie horror film, like an yeah. old school slasher, 1980s indie horror film. It's pretty cool. It's honestly really, uh, you know, it. in the fact, it's not even just Buffalo. The fact that it's like Tonawanda and like North Tonawanda specifically. Yeah. Because if we're being honest, Buffalo's not my hometown from growing up. Lockport kind of is, but to me, yeah. I consider Wheatfield like that's like that's where I have my memories of childhood, and like I used to bike to North Tonawanda as a kid, like that's down the road, cross Niagara Falls Boulevard, and towards Josh's house. That's NT. Kristen that lived in a, in a development back there was right on the border of NT. My first punk shows in the, uh, were in NT. Like yeah. that was like that was like right there. It makes me wonder where all where the I. It makes me wonder where all the stream shots and everything are are filmed. Uh, and it's sweet too. Like when you watch the film, you you see how they take advantage of specific close shots and angles. Mm-hmm. So you would never, you would literally think it was out in like the forests and somewhere. In, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. cannot tell that it was done in North Tonawanda. I think even if it was filmed yesterday. I don't think we would have been able to track down exactly where they did it because of the way they filmed it. They concealed it so much. Only thing is I really cannot fathom where the, uh, the campground is. I have no idea. I'm wondering if they filled that maybe down South or, uh, Oh no, it would have been up (laughs) North. It's up here. So it's gotta be. Yeah. It's some old Y camp. I bet. 
So what I'm going to do is I, I brought up the, the Wikipedia. So I'm just going to use the Wikipedia as a reference so we can talk about this. Please so, tell yeah. me you found out where it was filmed. I'm, I'm hoping. We're going to see. Okay. We're going to learn okay. this together. Uh, so yeah, we watched The Burning, a 1981 American slasher film directed by Tony Malum, starring Brian Matthews, Brian Backer, Leah Ayers, and Lou David. Nobody knows any of them. But if you said nope. Jason Alexander, you'd be like, George Costanza? That's what mm-hmm. I did. Well, honest, I mean, we we yeah. all we and all then, know. And I'm then you were like, she was but like, oh, George things. Costanza, and then ooh, George Costanza in wet shorts. What's happening now? <laughs> he oh, had George some Costanza, meaty calves, meaty. <laughs> he probably played like soccer or rugby or something. And then she's like, George Costanza, is that a ball sack? I see. <laughs> You I, did point that I out. Did, I did. He crossed his legs. You could almost see George Costanza's balls. <laughs> like, I'm not going to not look at George Costanza's balls. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. So we said Harvey Weinstein was a part of this film. And the reason for it, yeah, he grew up around the area. And he knew about the, the this urban legend. Because this movie is based on the New York urban legend of uh, of the Cropsy maniac. Um, does any Do you guys know who, the, who Cropsy is? I've heard the name once or twice, and I feel like Aaron was the one that actually brought it up. I feel like I heard about it from Aaron. And then that's it. No, I actually Maybe. watched, there's a Cropsy documentary on Netflix. Maybe it wasn't that's Aaron. That's kind of how Amber. I heard about it. I think she brought it up once or twice because Aaron brought up the hog, the, the, that, the butch, the pig thing, right? The one killer in that. Different slash, different what, thing, what different, 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 different ghost story. Anthony, different ghost story. I'm Anthony, you should stop up. now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, listen. <laughs> sorry, listeners can check out the crop. Just look it up yourself. I'm not going to get too into it. Um, yes, it's an '80s film. Yes, it's an '80s slasher film. But when you watch this film, you can't help but feel because Harvey Weinstein was involved that the reason you see the like overabundance of complete nudity and objectifying of women and just kind of like literal verbal slapping down of women in this film like you it feels like there's some sort of kind of influence right I mean the dude literally helped create this story and and his brother helped write it like I felt weird honestly knowing that Weinstein worked on it it felt weird in some of those scenes where they weren't I mean maybe it was the times and I just have I just haven't watched enough 80 slasher movies but they looked very young the actresses and it was like this is uncomfortable to watch and knowing Weinstein was a part of it it just makes me feel like he probably had a fucking hand or he probably had a hand in doing this and it was just like it was a little hard to stomach it because knowing him, t- his uh, tie to it, it's just like, I want to get past that and appreciate the horror of it. So is it hard to watch documentaries about World War II, like to stomach? And do you feel like that? Or do you just watch it with this kind of appreciation that you're you're experiencing history and this is what, what an era, you know, was th- this was a representative of a specific era and what was happening then? Um, because that's how I always see stuff like this, right? Because Mm -hmm. like, I totally see where we are now. And so looking back at that, obviously it does not age well. Like that's not, 
I made a lot of comments through this mil- film when we oh, were yeah. watching it, like going, like, "Are you serious? Like, could you imagine? Like, what the fuck is wrong with it?" But it would I not also- hold up today. I um I remember you said uh, when we were actually watching it and trying to spoon feed me slasher movies um, of the 80s, you had mentioned um, the female protagonist in a lot of the movies. Yes. And I don't recall a, like, a main female protagonist. Not in this one. I'm pretty sure that it, the, it was the guy, the guy counselor that was like the man. And that's Even interesting. Oh, that's too, weird because I'd like to talk about who we thought was the hero here. So that's you thought it was the oh. guy counselor. I mean, I guess if I mean that's kind of how I saw it. Yeah, I saw that the guy counselor, whatever his Todd. Todd. I, I mean, I think he was shown to be the hero for the whole thing, um, which is why that I kind of was like, oh, Weinstein produced this, therefore a man was you know the the savior. Ugh. Yeah. And well. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm just angry. I mean, I I was. It definitely, I mean, definitely, I took it as Todd was pushed as the hero or the savior of the movie. But I mean, a, if we're looking back at what could have been done properly, I think you 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 called it halfway through the movie when the, when the one girl says, "Can't we walk back home or walk back to camp?" and everyone says no. It's like that pissed me off so much. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, I think it's more obvious in 80s horror movies than it is now because you kind of have a little bit, like we said, more myst- like mystery in current horror films. But back then, it's like the Geico commercial that's like, why can't we just hide it? Why can't we just run into the the running car and drive away? They're like, no, let's hide behind the chainsaws. It's like, follow the river upstream because you came downstream. So follow it upstream and you'll make it back to camp. This movie, there's a lot to it where it's like it does not hold up today. But, Mm-mm. but you can appreciate it when you look at it in the lens of the era and go back to what it is that they were doing with these films. Because, so I talked about that, right? We were discussing yeah. like when it comes to the way they kind of portrayed women with, with complete nudity in these kinds of vulnerable, like, positions right because think about that for for a woman like from the moment they're 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 brought up they're taught to cross their legs make sure you never show a nipple right like do your best to cover these things but that's the thing like that's the it's it's about like you cannot Mm -hmm. do this because when you do it's complete vulnerability and so yes it's 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 over the top and yeah obviously it's men that wrote this stuff and wanted to see this stuff but the actual psychological piece of why this works uh in a horror you know sense is that idea that like you are at your most vulnerable and when you're at your most vulnerable with somebody that's literally going to penetrate you right with with whatever sharp object i know it sounds funny but seriously that's the idea with shears knives anything that like is to chop you and cut at you when you're naked as a woman is 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 about this deep psychological thing that is like this is true horror this is you know the worst that man can come up with is to render a woman asunder at her most vulnerable Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why horror does work. And so you have to appreciate, and for me, this is why I do appreciate the genre or, or the era of 80s horror, because even though they may not have done it knowingly, uh, the art that was produced is, it's, it's, it speaks volumes and does so much for, you know, the psychology and where we are today in society in, in the acceptance of, of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, I think 80s horror and I, I kind of started to bring it up to you the other day is I didn't realize the culture around it and the support it had. Oh, yeah. And the impact of so much that came out of it just comes with this entire atmosphere. Like it, it's kind of part of the reason why I think I do love how this whole month, too, is that it contributed to that. This is the time of the year where the movies with the outrageous amounts of outrageous over the top blood splatters and the smearing and the hope the campiness of why are you hiding in the cabin yeah. in the dark when you could just go get, get go, go on the road and just run on the road get, get it in public like this is this is the time when those movies are encouraged and it's fun to watch i mean i mean the 80 i mean 80s horror put out so much they pumped it out yeah i think Not- i need to Definitely watch a little bit more just uh, mainly for the appreciation um, because I do love current horror films and mm-hmm. um, to get to where we are now, you obviously have to have gone back. And I mean, that's why I'm kind of watching a few of the 70s ones and I should really get back into the 80s ones because I'm not huge into the slashers and and like the murdery kind of, I mean, that's that's basically what they are. They're murdering people. Yeah, um but I do enjoy knowing the history of something, especially yeah. something that I I really like. So it's definitely something that I want to do more of. Did you guys start watching that documentary? No. No. Oh, I have okay. to watch Real Housewives. <laughs> but when you do, trust me, you are going to learn uh, and appreciate. Like it's, it's, it's almost like an educational thing, but mm-hmm. it's, it's the education. Remember when you went to college and they're like, yeah, pick your elective and you pick like rock music history or you know yeah. what i mean like something that you knew you were gonna love it didn't matter but you picked something you knew you were gonna love and it didn't matter it was gonna be a fun blow-off class but you loved it uh and you mm-hmm. still learned yeah definitely you'll love that one but yeah the burning so i'm just gonna jump through this i want to go uh through the movie real quick this is what happens i want to just kind of so here's the thing uh, for any of our listeners that want to really hear an in-depth kind of analysis of this film, go check out Damn That Scary's episode of this film because they just literally go scene by scene by scene. But I wanted to kind of just go through the scenes ourselves. And and to be honest, I wanted – so, Anthony, I know like you know you can get into these kinds of things, but mostly it's because Amber. I'm really interested in thinking of what she thought of these things. Yeah. So, so the movie We've opens about up movies countless of times. Yeah, the movie We've opens up yet. on uh at Camp Blackfoot. Obviously camp there's pranksters. Uh they want to mess with this dude named Cropsy who's kind of like the the groundskeeper who later on we find out is quite the asshole. He's he's not a liked guy. Uh but they mess with him by by like lighting some weird like skull on fire with a bunch of maggots and he knocks it off because he's in terror and ends up you know, going up in flames and tearing out of a cabin. And, and we get the idea that they, these kids caused this guy to die. So what was your first impression as we start getting into this? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I, whenever I watch a camp movie, I immediately think of the camps that I've gone to. So that's the first thing I think of. 
honestly, my first thought watching the whole movie, like going through it, I'm watching, I'm watching, and then they had the skull, and I'm just like, how the hell did they get that? Like, I just question everything through horror movies. It, it, that's how I get through them and not get scared. I just question everything. And that's my first thought. Where the hell did you get a rotting maggot skull to set on fire? <laughs> like, come on. But I will admit, even though the effects on Cropsy on fire were horrible and he was in a full fire suit from head to toe <laughs> with a helmet he, like the dude's with literally a helmet. wearing a helmet when you see the close-ups it was it was with so bad <laughs> but um i will say that i felt that the skull effects were actually pretty good the decaying skull with the maggots on it yeah that first showed me that and i was like oh okay this is gonna be okay effects wise and then <laughs> and then you have cropsy on fire and a helmet <laughs> safety first And then uh, we see this scene where there's like the hospital and the dude's like talking to a doctor like, dude, you got to see this guy. You got to see this guy. Right. He brings us in talking about how badly this guy's burned. And then all of a sudden you see this hand like jump out and grab the guy. It's all like burned and scarred and charred. Like, were you impressed with that? Those special effects Eh. or the scare, the scare of the arm grabbing him? Did that make you jump? The oh wait, scare? Anthony's like, yeah, that shit made me jump. An- Anthony's <laughs> jump scares. jumpy. I know jump that scares. dude's so jumpy. It's amazing. You, oh my god, you can make him jump with anything. House I walk pain. around a corner and wait three seconds for him to come behind me, and then jump at him, and it scares the hell out of him. Oh yeah, he's extremely jumpy. I, I know. I am kind of like desensitized, so I'm always ready for a jump scare. Okay. Um, that one, I specifically, I think I had, I think the whiskey was hitting me right at that time. <laughs> so I was, I was just kind of like, oh, a hand, cool. Yeah, we'll preface this with we were all pretty feeling good by then. We were feeling great. That's a good movie. <laughs> so, uh, so then later he's released from the hospital like five years later, right? And he just decides instead of going straight to the camp and killing people off, he decides let me hit up some prostitutes, right? <laughs> so, okay. So this is an, again, this is another one of those things that's like, was that needed? Did you need to see that he had some sort of weird like, I have to kill a prostitute or two? Or was it Maybe. about just showing a naked woman? No, it was probably Harvey Weinstein. There you go. That's what. It, that's exactly what it is. Because I'm sitting here like that. I feel like that would be in a director's cut. Like he what wouldn't actually put that in. It that, like that is a Harvey Weinstein thing right there. I'm so pretty sure he was this, acting yeah, out. The rest of this episode, we're going to call it the Harvey effect. So that was a Harvey <laughs> effect. <laughs> that was a Harvey effect. Love it. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't needed at all. Completely I mean, unneeded. Unless it's to show that he's killing now, but like we could have seen him go straight to the camp and start killing off some kids that never get seen again, that people oh, think yeah. went, ran away or went home. Oh, yeah. They, they could easily do that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like the, the scene mood setting in New York City, like that Times Square shot, I don't think it was necessary to set the mood. It sure as hell put you back into it. You're like, okay, this is a seedy dude. But meh, unnecessary. Then my uh, my sorry, one thought with that, sorry to interrupt. Um, but my one thought with that was they did a lot of shots of him walking and just like knee down, and I was trying to see maybe if like there was something wrong with his legs, so we knew like <laughs> later on in the movie if they showed him his legs that like I was trying to think too deep into it. I think, but yeah. I think it was just like an unnecessary clip. You were looking for clues. You were like, "There's this is going to come into play later." 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Not even close, though. That's what, see, that's the thing about 80s films. Sometimes there were things that were dropped there for you that it's going to come in later. And sometimes it's like, no, this is just how we filmed it. It was about showing this kind of, we don't want to show you what he looks like. It's very creepy. All you see is these shadows and forms and legs and limbs. Yeah. Then immediately we're thrust into something that a lot of people uh, can relate to in younger years going away to camp. All of a sudden, it's camp, and there's all these young people, obviously at the height of their hormones, because, like, can I ask you something? Who plays softball? Was she wearing panties? I don't know what she was wearing, but, like, George Costanza and this other dude were just leering like crazy. I I don't know what the heck camp they go to, but I don't know a single (laughs) camp that would allow that. A single camp. I've been counselor. I've been camper. You, you no one Just is allowed. Like softball, safety. playing safety. softball in that. Like what happens when she slides into third? Like what's happening there? Her suit comes untied. I don't know. Good lord! But I mean, you're gonna get you get bug bites in every place. Like I wouldn't want to wear those. Yeah, but this is where we're introduced to that. This is going to be one of these kind of camper slasher films, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so it's a campground. These kids are all here. Um, And then we're introduced to, like, the next day, we're introduced to this kind of weirdo kid in the camp who likes to kind of (sighs) peep on girls and watch the other campers have sex. But he's kind of a nerdy kid. Uh, But there's everybody in this. There's all different kinds of demographics. There's, like, him and then there's that kind of like super macho alpha male that wants to beat him up all the time but secretly has like daddy issues yeah there's the there's the girl that's like i like him so much but i don't know if i want him to do anything to me um then there's the people who are just superly oversexed and they're gonna just do whatever they want there's the so george costanza plays this character that's he's the guy at the camp that's like uh what do you need? I got it for you. You just got to pay me this. I'll get it for you. He's like the contraband guy. Um, so we I get all these. Oh, there's uh, what's his name? Woodstock, right? Like he's the he's the kind of he's oh, the one yeah. with the pellet oh, gun. The pea shooter. Yep, the little pea shooter. Yep. So you get all these different characters. You get the idea that all these kids have been coming to the summer camp year after year. They all know each other. They've grown up with each other. And now we're at kind of this level where this is probably their last year. That are They're at this age that it's their last year. And they're interacting with the camp counselors who are still younger, who probably just graduated into this position from a couple years earlier. So that's the dynamic happening here. Um, and the whole time... There's this weird kind of dude stalking around with shears, garden shears, Anthony's favorite. <laughs> um, so overall, like during all this time when you're watching the interaction at the mess hall, uh, when when you get these kind of jump scares, like when the dude was going back for his medication and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the killer. It, it was Todd. Like, what were your thing? What, what was your thoughts overall in this entire kind of world that they built that this is summer camp? Did it feel realistic or was it hokey? Like, how did it feel? I mean, I, I look like the most genuine camp I've ever seen in a movie. So one thing I liked about it is that J- like Friday the 13th is good and all and it's got the counselors but like this this was like camp these yeah. were kids having a good I, time swimming uh, the kid was, that couldn't swim and somebody pushes him in like all that shit went yeah. Yeah. It was fun it was I, I did like that um they kind of stood up for that kid too they were just like dude he can't swim why would you push him in like 
again, I went to camp. I didn't go to sleepaway camp for weeks. I did, you know, a couple nights here and there. It's extremely realistic. Like, extremely. I mean, the hormone levels I I experienced. Um, The guys, you know, everyone's trying to date everyone. The counselors have a thing. The kids have a thing. It 100% across the board, completely real. Like, that... That's how I felt about it. And then the realism is also, so it's the 80s, right? So what we see a lot of happening really did happen. Like there's this guy that, you know, tries to get his girl to come down a skinny dip with him. And he's like, no, we're just going to swim. And then they get out there and he tries more. And she's like, no. And he gets so upset. Like he's a complete dick. Like it's a 180 mm-hmm. dick mm-hmm. turn. Like that's realistic. <laughs> and that's not, yep. I guess that's not even the times, right? I guess this, that still happens today. Yeah. Um, but it, it, that's why I think that's why I love this film because I feel like this one, which is a weird thing to say because Friday the 13th is so iconic. But for me, this film exceeds that one a hundred percent feels more real. I feel, I mean, there's many reasons why I liked this one more than Friday the 13th, um, and Halloween. I actually enjoyed this one more than Halloween as well. Um, I mean, I can see it, it, definitely. it being local just made it already on top of my list. But on top of that, just it, it did startle me a couple of times. Like I did jump a couple of times um, with Friday the 13th, with Halloween. I, I was just kind of expecting you knew things everything. were coming the way they kind of build it up. Whereas yeah. this one, like there's this there's this scene where, you know, um, the girls, people get killed, and uh, well, well, first, what happens is the older kids at the camp, they're allowed to have this day where they all kind of canoe together to this island where they all hang out together, uh, and which like is awesome, wish. which is awesome because that whole canoe scene does take place here in North Tonawanda on the creeks and stuff, uh, and the other cool part is, is the backstory is they loved it. All the actors and actresses, when you watch that scene are literally just having a good time with each other. It's not about, okay, we have to be a character. It was just about them having fun. They literally sunk a, a canoe, you know, impromptu. It wasn't a part of the script. Um, but they go away to this, right? And then something happens where the next morning all the canoes are gone. So they decide to build this raft and they're trying to make their... They, they, they send off a whole bunch of different... Like, think about this, okay? These are kids okay amber remember you said you went to this could you imagine if the camp counselors not you they told you get on the raft and go not us we're gonna do this and come back and help you they were like you kids you go do this i no just just no (laughs) i would i'm 100 the kind of person that's like if you're the adult in the situation you better be the adult and i would have looked just straight faced and been like what excuse me (laughs) like i'm a kid you're supposed to be the adult in this situation and then they make you you paddle they make you paddle your ass off and here's the part so i'm getting back to where you were saying there's a lot of jump scares and a lot of really good spots tell me this isn't one of them right like you see this canoe these kids start to come up on it all of a sudden this motherfucker just jumps straight up and starts stabbing the shit out of people chopping people fingers go flying like anthony i thought was gonna (laughs) pass out when he was watching this shit I think I looked away a, a bit at this in this scene. Just I couldn't. I can't take. <laughs> Listen, I see the shears. Why am I putting my hands up? I see the shears. I tuck in and I roll and I go. Swim. Those fingers came flopping, son. Mm-hmm. Clip, clip, nah. clip, 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 clip. All four. 
I done. watch all of it. I love blood. I love gore. I yes. love it all. It's just like stab, off. stab, stab. Splash, yes. Splash. To the neck. I'm very The much... neck thing is the only thing I can't do. I cannot oh, do neck that stuff. That one was rough. Yeah, that I'm one of these people who watches these things and I appreciate the kills. Like the just the way they show specific kills or deaths. I don't know why it's weird, but um I feel that on a spiritual so, level. <laughs> so yeah, so the film, but this is it, right? It's a slasher film. This dude is literally cutting people down, killing them, and it, it's like every uh horror movie rule they say. If you have sex, you're going to die. That happens kids have sex immediately they're murdered right after um you know well they didn't do drugs in this one but like it's it's this kind of did they i can't i can't remember i don't think so i but wait a minute didn't the kid oh no um the pea had, shooter oh, kid he went to go get had, some kind of medication they cig- right they had cigars or cigarettes oh, his meds yeah he had meds but no they were smoking that was something a, in the ca- in the cabin i don't know if it was, cig- if it was cigarettes supposed- cigarettes yeah dude okay. they're i mean that's the weird thing about the 80s these kids are just smoking cigarettes like it's nothing on um, film yeah and then uh okay so then the thing about this film and listen listeners if you've not seen this here comes the 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 m night Shyamalan style part uh so stop listening if you don't want it ruined but keep listening if you want to listen to it and then go back and watch it um there's a twist to this film like there's something that's going on as to why everything is going to culminate. So, and I always, so you guys said you thought Todd was the hero, the camp counselor Todd. And for me, I always thought the film tried to portray the nerd kid as the hero, which for me was weird because he's such a fucking weirdo, but he's the one that they're following. And he's almost like that person that Todd's going to save kind of thing. And then he ends up saving Todd in the end. Like he's the guy that wins and kills the bad guy. Isn't that weird to have him as the hero? He was such a creeper. Like, but again, it's the Weinstein effect. It's the Weinstein effect. Fact, fact. The one that the one that happens to watch other people have sex and creep on naked girls, and then be the hero at the end. It was Weinstein's way to make himself feel okay with the movies. He's like, no, see, he wins in the end. He was preparing everyone, but he was grooming. (laughs) Get over the nonsense of it, right? Overall, the way the film came about, like, so you saw it from begin. You came into it with this, like, oh, okay, this is what this is, and then you started getting into it. You got into characters. You saw the story folding out, and you're like, okay, this is cool. Scare started coming. Cool kill scenes. Overall, the end. The film ends. Anthony. How are you feeling after this film ends? Are you like, I liked that? Or are you like, yeah, no, I probably won't watch that ever again. I honestly, it's one of my one of my favorite horror slasher movies. <laughs> it For already real. went up there. Oh yeah, no. Like I I've been saying it from the beginning of the episode. Like, this is a this made me feel real. This made it feel like this is what a horror movie at camp would be, a slasher movie at camp would be. Friday the 13th is not a camp slasher movie. Those are some counselors that it all happens in dark and it's like this. I don't even think it, it was it was yeah. all in the course of the night. This was what it would be like if I was a kid at camp and this stuff started going down. That is terrifying. If I was the counselor having to make the adult decisions in that situation, that is terror. That is not. Yeah, a, think about how horrific I, that is. Think, that remember is that terrifying. scene? So those kids got fucking massacred on the raft. And do you remember when the scene when the camp counselor decided to swim out to them thinking that they were messing around and mm-hmm. then realizing that these are slaughtered kids and then seeing like the George Costanza character trying to protect the younger kids like this. No, 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 no. Stay. You know what I mean? Like Something's that up. is that like, is that's... for real. We've had those kind of 
I've had multiple experiences at summer camp where um, people are slaughtered. Been... No, <laughs> <laughs> that was one time. But yeah, one what... time. No. Um. So we, I've had experiences where we weren't in the safest of situations, and I've had people like, oh my gosh, no, like stay over here, stay over there. When I was younger, and then, um as we got older and became like counselors and training and stuff, we became those people. Um, but that is totally authentic. And I felt that. And I don't think that you have to have gone to summer camp to like the movie and to really feel it. I don't think that at all. Um, but it definitely gave me the nostalgia part and Anthony, mm-hmm. you're 100% right about the counselors before the campers get there kind of thing. Yeah with with this one and that's why i think i like it better than the other ones the, it, it it has to do with all of these kids too yeah kids that's but the thing when kids when like i literal watched- kids it's not like 20 year olds paint playing you know 15 year olds you can see in the mess hall eight year olds nine year olds 12 year olds like they're oh, yeah. all out there there was a real horror that like if this dude made it back to this camp and was like i'm gonna start taking out yeah. the kids mm-hmm. that was like yo whoa, whoa, whoa like I'm sure little kids have been killed in slasher movies before, but like not the big ones that I've been seeing. Yeah. Usually it's like the scene. 20 year olds playing 12, 20 12 year olds. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that the, that goes into one of the reasons that I, I like it better than the other ones. And then that one and the raft scene of them, you know, seeing the dead kids on the raft. That's, was enough gore and enough gore, uh, gore horror. Um, that's gore, enough of yeah. that for me to look at and be like, okay, I like this movie now. Cause okay. that was just like, Oh, that's so messed up. Okay. I love it. And then the twist at the end, when you realized like, like, Oh, ho, 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 this is who this is. Uh, was that enough to be like, I-, I like this. This is good. Or was it like, Oh, this is cheesy. That's a little cheesy. Um, I think I was, predicting a twist at the end for sure but i don't know i think anthony was the one who predicted that yeah. twist yeah, i was expecting it. him to be like the son or of cropsy or something like yeah, that yeah anthony got it yeah what, do you, so, what did you think the way they wrapped it up like all of a sudden now there's a new camp and they're telling the story of what happened to the kids before i actually really liked that parallel that they made i i really did i liked how even like the way they portrayed the characters seemed very parallel, like very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just makes you, it's a good way to end it because it's not, is it really the end? Like that kind of thing. Is it really ending? Yeah. Unfortunately, there was not another burning. Like that would have been amazing if they made the burning too. And it would like, it was as good as the first. So, okay. Here in North Tonawanda. There you go. I want to ask you guys to wrap it up. Here we go. We're rating this because when Chris and Anthony get creepy, we have to have a rating ske- uh, a rating here. It's out of Easy. five. Uh, out of five, Anthony shrieks. Amber, the burning. Where does this rate? I want to say a three. A three, three Anthony shrieks. Three Anthony shrieks out of five. Um, d- would you like me to elaborate? If you'd like, yeah, go ahead. I, I think 
I think it, it was scary enough for the fragility of Anthony. Um, and it had a nice little bit of, ho- of gore. Uh, Por- I, I think thought she was going to say porn. Porn. I, there was a nice little bit of porn too. Um, soft core. Uh, but I did actually enjoy the movie. So I, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Anthony shrieks. Anthony. Uh, out of five. Uh, to me, it's a five. Oh, you threw that I'm, up I'm putting on putting, okay. putting, This is my horror movies. Wow. So, honestly, I, one of my favorite movies of horrors to watch in Halloween is Halloween in the, the, this month. And every year I, I try to give Friday the 13th a chance. And it never per it, it never is like, yes, that was scary. It's kind of like, okay, this is some slasher and I appreciate it because, you know, Jason is Jason. But this is like, this is that cabin horror movie. This is a good slasher movie that I'm going to make sure to watch every Halloween. Like this oh, wow. is going to be on the October list for me. And I try to watch Halloween. I try to watch Friday the 13th. I, or I try to watch a nightmare on Elm Street. Burning is going to be in my repertoire of just, this is going to go. Is it because of the the tie to the area? Is it because of like it makes you feel a certain way or like what what is it? What what is it that makes that kind of what what is it that makes it a 5? It's kind of the same reasonings for how I love uh Halloween where it is you can tell small budget like they they did what they could for with every penny they probably had or they improvised. And I took that. I could tell you can tell that. And the fact that to be able to save costs, I'm sure, to by doing it in Tonawanda, where you know it's not like trying to go out there anywhere crazy. It's it's like, man, I give you props for that. And on top of it, yeah, it has a local tie as well as this is terrifying. Like, this makes me feel how, um, that Boy Meets World is that polished look idea of high school, but then Degrassi was the real thing. This is how I take that. Like other slasher movies are kind of like, "Ooh, that's scary. Oh, that would stink. Oh, that's a horror movie." But this is like, if I was at, if I was at camp and this was going down, this is what would happen. Interesting. Okay. No, I can, I can respect ter- that. I can respect that. No. Uh, for me, I would probably put it at a three point nine five. Anthony shrieks. Uh, it's literally, it's literally on the verge of four, but it's, it still has enough kind of cheese and campiness and kind of like, uh, it doesn't translate well these days to, to kind of bring it down slightly. But the production value, like you said, for the, for what they spent, right. For the people that they have in this film and, and the acting quality, because I got to tell you. A lot of these people, they acted well. It did not come across as cheesy. It didn't come across as, especially if you could lose yourself in the moment, right? Like, I'm sure you could watch it on the outside and be like, oh, God, nobody would do that. But if you're in the moment and you bring yourself into this kind of world, like you said, it becomes this reality. And so when you see the way people act and react and line delivery, I mean, sure, there's a little bit of overboard stuff, like with the what's that guy's? Uh, what was his name? I can't remember. But uh, oh, um, the bully. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Greaser, or Greiser, Gla- Glazer, Great Glazer. Is it Glazer or Glazer? Glazer or Glazer? One of them. Uh, but that dude, like, like his. I mean, and that's the thing. He was from New York City, but he came across as that, like, that over the top kind of. What you think you're doing, my girl, man? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was a little much. But still, overall, 
like the quality of acting they got for for this kind of budget for this kind of film which ended up coming out like after friday and nobody thought of it ever right like when you go back and see it you're like holy fuck how do people not know about this film and i think it is cool to know about like it's from the area it was filmed here but it's got the great it's got great scares it's got amazing kills such good kills tom savini does special effects on this like you know tom savini is bro one of the greatest fucking special effects guys of all time. Oh, yeah. Like, this is he, he made his bones on this. Uh, unfortunately, is it is a Weinstein production, but um, it's I'm with you, dude. It's one of these ones where it's going to be on my playlist every year and, and mm-hmm. not just Halloween. I'll watch it whenever I feel like watching a horror movie that I just want to kind of lose myself into, like that, that I really enjoy. So that's why it's a 3.95 Anthony Shrieks. Ah. I I have yeah. no words. That's how it is when he shrieks. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, oh gosh. All right, so <laughs> that's our thoughts on the burning. We'll see what we're going to talk about on the next episode of Chris and Anthony Get Creepy. But Amber, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great time. You. you obviously have to come back for more episodes. I plan on it. Thank you awesome. for having me. Awesome. It'll promote. be Amber and Chris can't stop. There we go. Oh, 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 promote, promote. Tell people what to what to listen to you at. Um, you can find me, of course, on the network bicbp radiocom slash jokes podcast. At some point, something like that. Sure. Yeah, something like that. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at fatgirljokespodcast. You can find me on Facebook, fatgirljokespodcast. You can email me at fatgirljokespodcast at gmail.com. Um, please email me. No one no one sends me emails and I'll reply. I don't, I don't have anyone in my DMs right now. Or or just comment or or send you messages on IG. I don't think people email anymore. It feels like that's a dying thing because nobody emails us emails anyway. What you trying to say? Is a professional. It is a professional yeah. thing. So if you want to so hit me up for like... Slide in the DMs, yo. Slide in the DMs. I, I did have someone slide into my DMs the other day. Get it, get it. Um, are you are you still planning on doing a new show yet or not? Is that is that too premature to say? Um, I would say that's pretty premature. Okay. No, I, I, no I, comment. No I comment. have the name and everything, but I can't go further because you know consistency is hard. All right, all good. Anthony, you got anything else to say before we leave the show? Listen, guys, this is one of my favorite shows to record. <laughs> Please just share this with someone in your life. If you're going to do anything for us this month, just share it to one friend and be like, listen, I enjoy this. You're going to enjoy this. So do that for me, please. There you go. Go listen to more shows on the network. There you (laughs) go. All right, guys, listen. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Chris and Anthony. Just can't stop. Seriously, go check out the uh, the movie uh, The Burning. So here, it used to be on Shudder. It's not any longer. You can't get it on Prime. HBO Max? Nope. Disney Plus? Nope. You can't even uh, get it Netflix, on PlayStation. Nope. PlayStation, nope. You know where you can get this shit and watch it uncut, boobies and all? YouTube. For, for free. free. For free. Hit it. YouTube, The Burning. Trust me, you're not going to hate us for it. You're going to absolutely love us. Matter of fact, I suspect we're going to see a jump in numbers because of this movie. So uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.